It's, uh, let me say this, I appreciate Brother Josh, appreciate his family. I was sitting there thinking as um, Shannon was over here singing, who would have ever thought 35 years ago that me and her and Josh and we'd all be together in, in, here? Uh, we serve a big God. And uh, I appreciate what Josh, I appreciate what God is doing. And uh, as I was praying, studying, preached at my home church this morning, God was dealing with me, and uh, what I thought I was going to preach tonight is not what I'm going to preach. Um, he changed that on my heart early this morning. And uh, I want you to pray for me. I, I'm, uh, Josh is right, I'm a, uh, I, I'm a country preacher. Um, you you are in a metropolis from where I am, okay? Uh, you're 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 in the, you're you're in the inner city compared to where I'm at. But God is good. God is blessed, and I'm so thankful to be here. It's an honor to be here. That's Brother Josh. I said, "You, uh, what are you praying about?" He said, "He said revival." And I said, "You talk. You talking about a jubilee? I don't stay still much. See, y'all get you." We won't figure out. I ain't going to figure you out, and you don't figure me out. We're just going to go, okay? Sound all right? Because the time we do that, it'll be a week will be over. There's jubilees. There's, there's, there's preaching, do all kinds of that, and different things. And then there's revival. Revival's totally different. And I asked him, I said, you, are you looking, you looking for God to send revival? Revival hurts. There's some of you in here, you may, you may, you may see revival all the time. It ain't, the, it ain't the way it's been at the church I'm at. We go a while, we need revival. We go a while, we need revival. Revival's serious. We're living, in, we're living in the end times. There's a time coming that no man's going to work. The night's coming. So there's a sense of urgency. I have a sense of urgency to me. If we're going to see revival then we need to see it. We need to do it now. We don't need to look out anywhere else. Listen, our children, our grandchildren, for their sake, I need to be revived. For our community, sake, for our country, sake, there needs to be revival in our churches. God can't revive lost people. God revives those that's saved. So I want you to pray for us tonight. We're just going to do what God would have us to do. And uh, let me say this before going on any further. As a preach, uh, I know how I am, and I don't know, you may be totally different. Revival will start in me, and revival will start in you. It's a personal thing. So there, you know, let me go ahead and say that there ain't no need whatever gets preached that uh, you're looking around saying, I hope that they got that. Or you're looking over and say, I wish so-and-so was here. Or maybe that's for so-and-so because it sure ain't for me. Listen, revival will start in me and revival will start in you. And I'm not worried about nobody else. I'm worried about what God can do in me. So I want you to pray for me that we would do God's will. I want you to turn your Bibles, if you would, to the Gospel of Luke chapter 2. The Gospel of Luke chapter 2, and if you would, uh, find that Luke chapter 2. Now, I'm going to be beginning in verse 41. I'm going to be reading through verse 50. Luke chapter 2, 
verse 41 uh, through, through 50. Now, I already see that you, uh, you believe in an altar, and I will tell you this. Some of the greatest things that's ever happened in my life has happened in the altar. God saved me in an altar. God, I asked my call to preach in an altar. There's been a lot of burdens I've laid in the altar. And I found out a church that loves an altar, it uses an altar, will always be a strong church. Not only an altar here, but have an altar at home. An altar at home is very important for men, women. I tell you what, if we have families, it's important. Been along with God, praying to God. I want you to pray. I want you to invite. I want you to do what God would have you to do. And I want you to pray that I'll do what God would have me to do. Appreciate Brother Jason. I've known Jason since he's real little. Preach here this morning. And I appreciate what he's done. But Luke chapter 2, beginning verse 41. If you would stand in honor of God's Word and just follow along with me what God has to say to us. And then I want to preach what God has put upon my heart tonight. Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 41, reading through verse 50. The Word of God says, Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother knew not of it. But they supposed him to have been in the company when a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintance. And when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. And it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at, the, at his understanding and answers. And when they saw him, they were amazed, and his mother said to him, Son, why hast thou de thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? Wish ye not that I must be about my father's business? And they understood not the saying which he spake unto them. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word. Father, I praise you, Lord, that it's inerrant and it's infallible. Father, it'll stand throughout eternity. Father, I pray tonight, Lord, that we would preach and do everything that you'd have us to say, but, Father, I pray that we'd say no more than what you'd have us to say. Father, all is vain, Lord, unless the Holy Spirit works in this place tonight. Father, if he don't preach to every heart, Father, there's not a man that can. Father, I pray that I'd be in the center of your will. God, I don't want to be out of your will. Father, if I can't help, I sure don't want to be a hindrance. And, Father, I pray tonight, God, that you'd move in a mighty way. Father, I pray that you'd speak to my heart, and the Holy Ghost would speak to my heart. You'd speak to each one that's here. Go with us. Father, if there's one here tonight that's lost, I pray that you'd save them. Father, if there's one here tonight, Lord, that needs something from you. Father, that has a need that only they know and only you know. Father, I pray tonight that you'd supply that need for you promised to do so. We pray this in the holy, precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. You may be seated. Jesus had good earthly parents. Jesus had good earthly parents. Mary and Joseph, Joseph being the adoptive father there. Mary, Mary, a biological mother. Jesus had, Jesus had great parents. Jesus' parents kept the law. Everything that they knew to do, they did. They observed. They sacrificed it. They, they, they did all these things. They went to the Passover here. All these things. Jesus had really good parents. But Jesus' parents made mistakes, just like we all do. 
They, we, we're, we're, not, we're, not, we're not Catholic. They, 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 they were sinners that needed a Savior. They knew that Jesus was the Messiah. Mary knew it. Joseph knew it. They knew it. But he had good parents, and what he did, they'd taken him here at 12 years old, and they'd went to the Passover right here, and they'd observed this festival, observed all these things. They were keeping the law. They were religious. They, they were having fellowship with other people believed that way. And listen, church, they were, with the right, they were the right people going to the right places at the right time. And they were doing it. They were doing it in the uh, uh, with, with doing the right thing. They were doing all that, but they ran into a fearful time. They lost Jesus. <laughs> now think about that. How do you lose Jesus? How do, you, how, do you, how do you go? And not only do you lose him for just a few minutes, how do you lose him for three days? And I got to thinking about that yesterday morning. I was praying, asking the Lord to give me what to preach and, and all these things. I thought, how do you lose? So you're getting this. Uh, uh, my church got it this morning, by the way. You're going to get it tonight. How do you lose Jesus? See, no doubt, one of the most, one of the scariest times it could ever be is to go and to, and, and a child and and you lose that child. And we've had that when my kids were little. I remember one time it seemed it wasn't but twenty seconds, but it seemed like twenty minutes or twenty hours. I was trying to, and we found the little one wandering around down at Dollywood, and she was wandering around, and and we we all we did was just a little while. We turned our back, and she was gone. like a nightmare but they had lost Jesus and no doubt panic had inset there they had lost him the first thing I want you to see out of this tonight and I, I, I want us to see something tonight our nation founded on, founded on biblical principle we've lost Jesus our communities have lost Jesus our churches have lost Jesus. Mamas and daddies and mamas and papas and families and homes, they've lost Jesus. We need Jesus. We have to have Jesus. Hope I'm not too loud for y'all. I'm loud. I know I am. We have to have Jesus. My community needs Jesus. I live toward Asheville. We need Jesus. But you know what? Here's the first thing the Lord laid on my heart. They, they had left Jesus and didn't even know it. They left Jesus. They, they had left him and they didn't even know that they had left him. It surprised them. The Word of God goes back right here and says right here, and Joseph and his mother, in verse 33, and Joseph and his mother knew not that they had lost and left Jesus. They didn't even know it. Okay, an hour, that's fine. Three days, they went a whole day's journey and did not know they had lost Jesus. Didn't know they had left Jesus. 
And I'm telling you, I want to say this to you today. You know what? Many people right now, they've walked away from Jesus. They're trying to do their own thing, live their own way, make their own rules, do whatever they want to do. And you know what's happened? They've lost Jesus. They've left Jesus, and they didn't even know. They were unaware that he, they had even lost him, that they had even left him. See, they, they left him and didn't even know it. They were completely unaware that they'd left him. They'd went a whole day's journey. There's people journeying through life right now that one day walked with Jesus. Jesus ain't left them. Jesus ain't lost them. But they've left Jesus. They've lost Jesus. And they wonder, no, where's Jesus? They left him. They left him. He didn't leave them. They left him. In the midst, in the midst of going to the temple, in the midst of worshiping God, in the midst of observing the Passover, in the midst of doing all those things and being all busy and being around all their friends, being around all their family, doing everything that they do day in and day out, there's one thing that they'd left. Jesus. Jesus. There's a lot of people today, they got all kinds of money. They got everything you could ever ask for. They've got all kinds of stuff. We've got all kinds of things. God has blessed us all immensely. Churches are going. Things are going. We go to church. We're religious. We do all those things. But a lot of times the one thing that we need the most of is the very thing that we've lost and the very thing we've left. We need Jesus. If there's anything that needs to happen in this meeting this week, is that the Holy Ghost would meet with us, that the Holy Spirit would have His way with us, that we would be obedient, that I would be obedient, that you would be obedient, and we would get down to business and do what God would have us to do because there's not a lot of time left. There's not a lot of time to wait. There's no sense in working anything up. Right now's the time. We need to get back to Jesus, do what Jesus would have us to do, and make sure that, that we've not left Him and us not even know that we've left. Mary and Joseph assumed that he was with them. <laughs> Mary and Joseph took it for granted that he was. But guess what? He wasn't. And I deal with homes all the time. They think he's moving in the midst. And they think he's right there. And until something bad happens, I don't hear nothing from them. And then they say, where is Jesus? He ain't gone nowhere. <laughs> he ain't. Hey, I have a nail in the holy place. And that nail is driven in there, and that nail stands at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for me, and he ain't going nowhere. But I'm going to tell you what. <laughs> I can go. And you know what? You don't know, you don't know anything about me. You don't even know if I'm saved. Do you? I know I am. We have to make sure we don't leave Jesus. See, the first thing they did, they knew. They knew. 
Hey, they, yeah, they, they, had left, they had left him and didn't even know it. The second thing was this. They looked for him, but they couldn't find him. Isn't that amazing? How do you lose Jesus? First thing the Word of God says in verse 44, that they supposed him to have been in the company when a day's journey. And they sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintance. They looked among, the first thing they looked for, they looked among the people that was with them. They looked among the people right here. And, and, and they looked among their family. They looked among their friends. And here's what they were saying. Hey, I, I found out these caravans would go there to the Jerusalem and what they would do, the, 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 the women and the younger children would always be in the front of the caravan and the men and the, and the older boys and older men would be at the back of it. So see, at night they'd, they'd travel that way during the day and then when they all come back together that night, the families would come back together, husbands and wives and kids and that all, and that's how they would go on these day's journeys coming to the festivals there at the Passover in Jerusalem. So can you not imagine when Mary saw Joseph walk up? Have you, where's Jesus? Mary, Mary tells Joe, oh, I thought Jesus was with you. Jesus ain't with me. Uh, uh, where's you? Have you seen Jesus? No, I thought, I, no, I ain't seen him. Let's go ask Mama and Papa or some of them. Hey, hey, hey aunts, uncles, we, hey, hey, best friends, we, have you seen Jesus? No, we've not seen Jesus. They're looking for Jesus right here. And, and they're traveling right here and going through that. And they thought, you know what? They all thought Jesus was somebody else, but he wasn't anywhere with them. We're getting where we're going. You just pray. Stay with me. They, they looked among the people, not only that, they looked, among, they looked among the places. The Word of God says they went a day's journey, and so it would have taken a whole day to come back. So that's two days' journey. And then there's another day, because it said there was three days, they didn't know where Jesus was at. So there's three days right here that they don't know. They're looking. So it says that the Word of God says that they go back to Jerusalem right here. And so they probably begin retracing their, tra- their steps, retracing their tracks, going right down, the, rolling right down the trail that they got out of, around the rocks that they got out of. They probably went to the first place and said, uh, uh, we, we stayed here one night and, and go back to that lodging place. Said, have, you seen, have you seen our 12-year-old son? Have you seen Jesus? No. Then they went back probably to the marketplace to where they'd bought some food and they'd sit there. Have you seen Jesus? No. We went back, they probably went back by to the wells where they all were sitting there and, and trying, to, trying to drink and, and said, we stopped here at the well. Maybe Jesus went there. Has anybody at the well seen Jesus? No. They went to the people. They went to the places, but nobody's found Jesus. Nobody's seen Jesus. They've left him. They, they don't know it. They're looking for him. They can't find him. They, they're doing all these different places. And as I thought Jesus was with you, have you seen Jesus? Three days they looked for him. And then the third thing right here the Lord laid on my heart, they located him right where they had left him. Hmm. They had left Jesus and didn't know it. They were looking for Jesus and couldn't find him. 
But they located Jesus right where they left him. I grew up in church. My grandfather pastored for 55 years. It's easy to leave Jesus. I've been arrested. Y'all think I'm y'all think, what's he doing here preaching? It's been a long time ago. But I had a grandmother that told me I've turned you over to the Lord. And I said, ma'am, I'll don't do that. She said, I know I don't have about a ninth age education. You're off in college getting you some big degree. But she said, I know Jesus and I know God. And he told me to turn me, to turn you over to him. Hey, some of you grandparents and some of you parents in here, you say, I've been praying for my son, praying for my grandson for years and years. I've been praying for my family. There's somebody on your heart. Can I tell you, don't ever give up with them. Because, see, I left Jesus. But you know what I did? I found him right back where I left him. I was saved when I was nine years old. And that's five years of my life. I wish I could get out of my head. But I did what I did, and I got to live with it. But Jesus is faithful, and he will bring you back. He'll bring you back. Not only bring you back, he'll clean you up, and he can still use you. Woman called me on that. She'd been praying for 61 years for her husband, 82 years old. She called me last Monday morning. He got saved. Found Jesus. See, Jesus is at the temple. Jesus is in Jerusalem. Jesus is where they left him. They're looking in the wrong places. They need to be looking in the house of God because that's where Jesus was found, doing what God would want him to do, doing the Father's business. Jesus was right where they left him. Listen, Jesus hadn't moved. Everybody else did. America, Jesus hadn't moved. We have. Families, Jesus hadn't moved. We have. Daddies, Jesus hadn't moved. Daddies have. Mamma, mamma's, hey, Jesus hadn't moved. Mamma's had. Listen, preachers, me. Pre- me. God's word says it's settled. It's all the same. It's still the same. What's sin is sin. What's wrong is wrong. What's right is right. The blood of Jesus Christ still saves, and Jesus can save anybody Amen. just as they are. Do you know what's happening in all our churches? And I'm talking about my, I'm talking about all of them. When I say it, I, hey, I, I am one of them people. We've left. I want you to understand, I, I, I preach eternal security. I, hey, when I wasn't doing, hey, listen. I didn't lose my salvation. I didn't lose my relationship. I lost my fellowship. 
I lost that presence. I lost that voice. I lost, I lost being able to talk. I lost a lot of things. But I will tell you what, I left him. He never left me. And I found him on the right hand of the Father still making intercession for me. And he left the 99 and got me in 1989, the night before Easter, in jail. He run me down, told me he'd take me back in. And a little while after that, God got me straightened out. And I tried to get saved again because I, but I couldn't get saved again because I was already saved. He just wanted me back. He left everybody to come after me. And I don't say that to brag. It's a shame. Because I had the biggest mission field at Appalachian State University than I've ever had in my life, and I lived like the devil. Buried two roommates. But Mary had a question right here. Verse 48, she says, Son, why hast thou thus dealt with us? I looked it up. You know, you know what that actually means? Son, why have you done this to us? How many times have I done that? Lord, why have you done this to me? <laughs> why, why am I such a mess that I would end up this way? Why have you let this happen? You know what the Holy Spirit says? You left me. I didn't leave you. You, you wanted to do your own thing. Listen, there ain't nobody can run a church except Jesus. That's right. Jesus don't want ever bought one. Jesus don't want it paid for the church. There ain't nobody ought to run the church except Jesus, right? <laughs> Why have you done this to us? Look what Jesus says. He said unto them, how is it that you sought me? You know what that, you know what that really actually, what he's saying? Why, why is it that you're looking for me? Did you miss me? Do you need me now? Is the son in trouble? Ain't that right? Is the marriage getting ready to crumble and nobody knows? Do, do I have a porn addiction? Am I an alcoholic? Am I, I was at a funeral not long ago, like two weeks ago, or a visitation, a 24-year-old girl, heroin and fentanyl all the time. She's laying there in a the coffin. She's a four-year-old. It's her daughter. You think we got problems? You think we need Jesus? You think we need to get where Jesus can be? You think we need to go and we need to find what God wants us to do and do what God would have us do while we can? I'm almost 57 years old. I don't know, I don't know how much more time I've got. But there should be an urgency. And there should be something on it that we would see and get people and let them see Jesus. See, here's the thing, important statement. She said this, we've sought thee sorrowing 
When's the last time we were broken? I'm talking about broken. You know, I get in this thing. My four is saved and on their way to glory. But what about them four? What about them? What about that 82-year-old man that we've been praying for for 20 years? What about, what about all our homes? What about all these things? See, the, the, the Lord's showing us right here. And, and, and see, they, then they realize, when they realized they had lost Jesus, when they realized they had left Jesus, when they realized that they, had, that they missed him, when they realized and they began to look for him, then it became urgent. Then they got to sorrowing. And guess what? Everything started working out. They realized he wasn't there, but they realized that they missed him. How many believers... Revival's for the church, right? I'm just making sure we're all on the same. Okay. Healthy sheep will have healthy lambs. Right? Healthy sheep will have healthy lambs. Hey, 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 when the flock gets healthy, y'all may be the healthy. I don't know nothing about y'all. I told them I didn't want nothing. I didn't want to know nothing. I'm just going to preach. But how many people, you look, at, you look at everything around and you say, you know, I think Jesus has left here and we don't even know it. How many homes Jesus left and they don't even know it? See, they realized, what did they miss? What did they miss about Jesus? They missed his presence. They missed his presence. They missed his joy. They missed his hope. They missed his peace. They missed everything that Jesus had given them. And then when they got rid of it, they say, why are we missing Jesus? Listen, my hope, my joy, my peace ain't nothing in this world. It ain't in our government. It ain't in the president for sure. It ain't in a lot of people. It ain't nobody. My peace, hope, and joy is in Jesus Christ alone. It ain't nothing else. Nothing else in this world can do what, for me what Jesus Christ has done for me. I've tried everything this world's got to offer. The only thing that's ever settled my heart and settled my soul is Jesus Christ and I'm going to tell you I, I thank God for the day I knew I was saved and I thank God for the day because he chastened me he got me straightened out and he said I'll let you start seeking I thank God he brings back people like me see they missed him walking and talking I don't even know who I'm preaching to this night Is there somebody here would say, I wish I could get back where I once was? That's revival. That's revival. You, you ever talk to people and they say, oh, I wish I, I could feel like the day I got saved. Why can't I? I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm more excited now than I was at nine years old. Hey, I'm looking, hey, I'm almost looking over the river. <laughs> this world ain't got much left for me. 
It really don't. They ain't a, they ain't a hope. All I see, all I see, I see turmoil here and trouble here and problems here and burdens here. Been pastoring about 28 years. I've seen a little bit of everything. I don't want to never have to go in there and talk to little kids anymore about what's happening to mama, what's happening to daddy, what's blowing up. They some of these things like that, heroin and all. I'm getting tired of I'm getting where I don't want to get them phone calls. Hey, there's a better day and there's a better place. You say, well, I, I ain't felt much in a long time. I ain't really had a burden for anybody lost in a long time. Listen, y'all, I'm just preaching. <laughs> and then a son, you know, as a group says, well, I used to do this. I used to do that. Used to don't get it. Here's one thing about the Lord. I don't care if you're 985 years old. You've got a work to do till the day the Lord brings you out of here. I was with eight senior saints the other day in a nursing home. They wanted me to come and do communion. Never done that. You talk about a service. You say, well, that's all wheelchairs and on oxygen. You talk about a service. When they sung Amazing Grace after we took the Lord's communion, I thought, I wish this was like this at other churches that I did this. You know why? They missed it. I said, Lord, why are they getting so? He said, because it's been years since they've done it. It broke my heart. Sitting there with tears down their eyes. You know what? I'll tell you what it's told me. I'm spoiled rotten. I go to churches, I preach revivals, I preach at my church, I do this, I do all that, I do all You know what? And you know what? You just, I just get to doing it and doing it. And you forget why you're doing it. And then one day I had an older preacher tell me, he said, one day you'll want to preach. And it just, you ain't got that gear. He looked at me and he said, I always times I'd like to just rear back and preach and I can't. You're saved today. And you can pray to the throne room of glory. There is no more powerful person in the world than a saint of God, a child of the living God, on their face before a holy God. What better audience will you ever speak to than God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost? People say, I want to be this. I will tell you, there is no more powerful person in the world than a child of God talking to the Father. We've got to remember that. Look like, well, it might not, might not work. <laughs> it always works. I'm going to ask you a question. Have you left him? You say, we're in church. So was I. There's nobody thinks I've left him. But you know, here's the thing about it. That's what someone's doing this morning. I can put I can put a good face on for you. I walk in this church, I'll say, Preacher, how you doing? And I can shake your hand and say, I am great. And I ain't. 
Things are going, things are throwing great. Never been better. God's good. And inside, <laughs> tore all to pieces. Family's great. How many times we say, our family's great. Everybody's doing just great. It couldn't be better. <laughs> Is that right? Ain't that true? We do it, don't we? We know, hey, listen, y'all. We know the lingo. We know the songs. We know how to do, we know everything. We know how to go through, we know how to go through the festivals. The only problem is, we better not go through the festivals without Jesus. Because you know what? There'll be nothing come out of it. Where are you trying to find your happiness and your joy and your peace? Well, there's a lot of places we can go. It won't be like it won't be what Jesus can do for you. I tried everything. Many are looking for him and not finding him. There's a lot of kids that I'm around. They look at Daddy and say, have you seen Jesus? And Daddy goes, that's what he does. Mama, have you seen Jesus? They may even go to churches and say, have you seen Jesus? Is Jesus here? And there's some church, I, I thank God for the Holy Ghost. Blessed Assurance, that's one of my favorite songs. That's a good one. I've even been in churches. I've wondered if any of them's ever seen Jesus. <laughs> that's right. Hey, I thank God for liberty to preach in here. It ain't always that way. I've been so bound up. I preached one church for 10 minutes, shut it on. They thought I was Billy Graham. I didn't even get started. They said, will you please come back? I was like, Lord, if you'll get me out of here, I'll never come back. And I ain't been back. They called me one time, uh-uh, I ain't going back. I've had two churches like that. I'd rather, I'd rather just sit there and watch a ball game. <laughs> These people in this community, they're looking at each one of us, wherever we're from, saying, have you seen Jesus? I know him. I know Jesus. Why would I not tell him? You may say, well, I got a lot going on. Let me tell you this. It's good news. It's good news. You'll find him where you left him. I know the very night, I, knew, I know the very morning I was saved. I could take you. We're not in that church anymore. The Lord's blessed. We've done some different things. I could take you. At our church, it would have been about right here. I had a mama on one side of me, a daddy on another, and a chairman of the deacon board behind me. I was nine years old. I can remember everything that my grandmother said to me. 
I can still see her gray hair. And she's, she's, a, she's just a country woman. They're really... And she looked down and she looked at me and she said, if he tells you to sing, will you sing? If he tells you to teach, will you teach? I said, ma'am, oh, I don't want to go to hell. She goes, oh, son, he's going to save you. But just because he's your Savior don't mean he's going to be your Lord when you serve him. I can still remember that. And I remember a night as an 18-year-old boy. I remember that night too. The night I started walking away from Jesus. I could take you to that place. And how the Holy Ghost was telling me, don't do this, don't do this. And I remember I was about to get sick. Don't do this, don't do this. You know what, five years later, it didn't bother me at all. And I took the Holy Ghost to places he should have never been. And I tried my best to leave Jesus. But at 22 years old, guess what he did? He wouldn't let me stay gone. And he chastened me and he whipped me and he got me straightened out. And I thank God tonight that though I left him, he never has left me. Find him where you left him. You find him where you left him. How is it that you sought me? Why is it you're looking for me? Let me ask you a question. This is, this is, this is the question for revival. And ain't nobody can answer your question but you, and nobody can answer the question but from me. What is your need? You say, we're good, then you'll never have revival. I don't need nothing. And you may not. That's the question. Why 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 are you seeking me? Why is it that you sought me? Why? Why? See, revival's about being completely honest. And it's good. I know about four people in here. I don't know nobody else. I have no idea. One reason some may be looking for him, it's not because they left him. They're lost and they've never met him. I'm going to be honest with you. I've known about the last the month of October. I know about 35 or 40 that I've heard from different places, church members that got saved. You never knew them. If you've never been saved, I'll tell you what you'll find. You'll find the Savior that died for you, that shed all his blood so that you might have eternal life. And you know what you'll find him? You'll find him with arms open to take you just as you are. But if, you've been, but if you've been saved, 
Some may be looking for him because you left him. You say, oh, I remember, boy, me and the Lord would have, we'd get, I'd get along with the Lord and he'd just bless me. But you know what? I'm, I'm cold now. There's a time in my life, church, they'd see people saved. I wouldn't even shed a tear. I'd sit there and just look. I saved. But old boy now. You'll find him right where you left him. So what are you supposed to do? Seek him sorrowing. You know the difference was with me? You know how many times I went to the altar because I was sorry that I was doing something? I was always sorry I was doing something. Lord, I'm sorry. Then I'd go right back to it. Lord, I'm sorry. Then I'd go right back to it. Finally, I said, Lord, I'm going to go to the altar. And he said, no, you're not, not unless... There's the line, son. You repent. You turn away from it. And I thought, Lord, I'm going to lose all my friends. I'm going to lose everything I've got. He said, you'll find me if you seek me sorrowing. 